Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. What is going on, morning people? We are excited to be back this week. Got another excellent episode coming. This week has been awesome to plan for. I'm excited to be here with Blake Bushman again. We got some new stuff coming up this week. We do. Thanks for welcoming me into the home tonight and giving me a little dinner. Oh, Shout out course. to Brinley. You guys are the best. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good old PM in the AM team podcast if we didn't have some nice food in us. Didn't I have a little garlic I, bread. I, I, don't, plan. I don't function well without garlic bread. <laughs> there we go. Um, but we did want to give a, a shout out to a couple of people this week. I don't know if you guys remember last week we talked about uh, those who would share our Instagram and our Twitter that we'd give them a shout out. So we have two people that we that did that for us on Instagram. Haley Pierce gave us a shout out. It really means a lot to us. Um, just the support that you guys have for us. And also on on Twitter, I had an interesting conversation with somebody who gave us a shout-out, which was great. Samantha smith or Jones is her name. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, she has two last names. Ironically, she said our name sounded fake. So make Go that, figure. Yeah, make that what you will. <laughs> I guess but, that's the Twitter world for Yeah, you. but she did say that she found us attractive. There we go. So, you know, considering that it's just our voices on this podcast, <laughs> there's no video version, I'll take what we can get. That's fair. <laughs> And I also want to give a shout out to my one month old niece, Evelyn. She's been listening to the last two episodes. She wasn't alive for the first season, but she told me how much she likes the second season. So well, she has a lot excited. of catching up to do. She right. does, yeah. Well, she's got a lot of free time on her hands. She's still pretty young, so <laughs> we're going to get her caught up on season one and then into season two. All right. Good to hear. Glad to have some fans out there. It is good to have fans. And some of our fans have expressed that they applied the Porter's Pro Tips of the Week last week. And they really enjoyed it. So I'm glad I can make your week better. I Didn't mean a... they were successful. Let's, oh, let's get that Oh, how are they not the successful? So I've got a couple more tips for you guys this time. And the first one revolves around my footwear of choice. Do you know what that is, Blake? Uh, from the last week, I know it's not dad shoes because I smoked <laughs> you in that hole. <laughs> oh, the, um, don't get me so started. So I'm rocking the dad shoes, so it must be Crocs. It is Crocs. So pro tip number one, buy yourself a pair of Crocs, most versatile shoe, I don't remember if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but with Crocs, you've got two modes. You've got adventure and sport mode, just depending on where you flip the little strap. And then um, it was brought to my attention that if you flip the strap down, it can also be called four-wheel drive. Oh, wow. I mean, there's still only two legs, but I can understand the, the appeal. Yeah, but they've really helped me, and I've even noticed some of the roommates will start snagging them and wearing them down when they need a quick footwear. Yeah, don't. No. I'm serious. Nobody's out there stealing Crocs. No, I'm serious. There's no Croc bandit walking around. There's a Croc bandit in my apartment, and he stepped in dog crap last time he borrowed them. You know how mad I was about that? Don't tell me there's no Croc bandit, because there is. There's one on the loose. Oh, my gosh, man. I don't think anybody is out there really that trying that hard to get Crocs, but maybe maybe you would. Yeah. Weren't you looking at the pair that had like the felt on the inside too? I am. Is that what you're rocking? I want to decide which... I've had the hardest time deciding if I want the black fuzzy ones or the white fuzzy ones for this winter. But the holes do allow a little air in so they get chilly. Oh, well you gotta go with black fuzzy. I I think I want the white fuzzy ones, you know, like ice. Everybody's gonna be seeing your foot sweat. That's all I'm saying. No, with the fuzzies? Are you kidding me? That's the socks that are gonna be sweaty. Oh, well. So anyway, get yourself a pair of Crocs. You won't regret it. Second tip... Or you might, but... Second tip brings me to Beto's, a beautiful little Mexican restaurant that we love. Um, I got a steak and egg burrito, five out of five, but I made a bad decision last night. So pro tip number two. You weren't near a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Be next to a bathroom whenever you go to Beto's. (laughs) That is a good tie-in for the pro tip, but pro tip number two is do not drink salsa like it's a shot. 
<laughs> that should be a given. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I would have the flavors in my mouth and I would eat the burrito and they would all do good. You know, it'd be a little tasty flavor collab. Boy, was I wrong. You were incorrect. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, just, this is what I have in my head when I imagine that. I imagine some guy walking into a bar, you know, he's had a rough day at work, leans up against the bar, the bartender's like, hey, what can I get for you? And he's like, I'll have a shot of Tabasco. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you actually see one of the Cowboys, the football team, the Cowboys coach? He had to pause an interview because he got Tabasco in his eye the other day. Well, no he, joke. Was he eating a beta? Was he ch- taking a shot of salsa? I don't know. Or but hot sauce? That stuff wrecks you. And just like it wrecked him, it uh, definitely wrecked me last night. So I'm finally turning a corner. I'm starting to feel better. Okay, wait. So you had... Just the shot, and then you ate the whole burrito. You, I didn't, also, you didn't, like, no, alternate? I had, no, I stopped doing shots after the first one. Not because it was too spicy, just because I was like, that it was, was really It was dumb. gross? Like, yeah. It, it wasn't gross. Like, I really do enjoy salsa, but it just wasn't right. There's so, a reason nobody does that. Then I stopped skipping steps. I started pouring the salsa back onto the burrito and then enjoying it. I mean, if anything, take a burri- the bite of the burrito and then a shot of salsa... That's fair too. Because but you're just over, you're overdoing it. The mouth is full. <laughs> you open up to get the salsa in, burrito starts falling out. Yeah, and, yeah, that, not recommended on a date. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, that is my second tip. I only have two for you guys this week, but they are very important. So make sure to put them in practice. <laughs> one of them is actually very useful, um, but nobody ever would need. And the other one, nobody will do because people aren't okay. I will give you the Croc thing only because. Have a pair of Crocs for camping. Are you serious? Oh yeah, no, they're great. I didn't know you were a Croc guy. I'm actually well, shocked. <laughs> okay, only only in the outdoors where wow. I'm not going to be seen. Oh my by gosh. people. Here's the problem: Crocs. The functionality is off the charts. Yeah. The fashion, you know. Oh, so you're a fashion guy all of a oh, sudden? Of course. Oh, since can, when? I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I'm <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the epitome of fashion. Oh my! Don't gosh. give me that. But the problem is, like, the ease is great. You know, waterproof, all that, but. You can't go walking out. You're not going on. Well, you would go on a date. I have. Crocs. I <laughs> have. <laughs> and I have succeeded. <laughs> Which one of us is in a relationship? Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't pay too much attention to that, guys. That's that's a hurt. That hurts. Come on. That's Blake. Blake's pro tip of the week. <laughs> anyway, now that Blake is done hating on Crocs, we want well, to. I'm not done, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's kind of done hating on Crocs for tonight. We want to announce a brand new idea that we have that involves more of our fans, which we have decided to call the morning people, uh, hence the name PM and the AM. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We know everybody has always wanted to be a morning person because morning people are so much more productive. But you want to know why nobody's a morning person? Because it sucks. It is terrible. Especially Monday mornings. Yeah, Monday morning. And this is what, that's when the episode drops. Exactly. So you can finally be a Monday, a Monday morning person and have an excuse. You can say, I'm a morning person because you listen to our show. So that's a good excuse. Exactly. And so we are coming at you with a brand new segment idea called the morning commute. This idea involves you guys, the fans. We want to call you guys and have an interview with you asking you guys some, some pretty great questions that we have planned. Um, trust me, it will be funny. It will be enjoyable. And it won't take too much of your time. So we'd love to start hearing from you guys. Um, feel free to comment on our Instagram or Twitter. Let us know if you're interested. And we will be glad to invite you onto the show. Yeah. But in the meantime, while we're still getting ready to have you guys on the show with us, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have prepared some even more new segments that we're really excited about that we're going to get into right now. So Porter and I were thinking this week of new segment ideas that we wanted to do. And we have this really exciting new segment that we're 
that we're going to call our Thanksgiving Morning Madness. It'll, we'll have different topics that we'll do um, throughout, over the weeks, but this week we're focusing on Thanksgiving as it's coming up. And so we're going to put the different Thanksgiving foods head-to-head in a bracket, March Madness style, to determine what is the ultimate Thanksgiving food. Let's go. So we actually got these um, eight food selections that we have. They were submitted, so don't hate on us if you're... Green bean casserole isn't on the list because nobody likes that. Also, that would be the last seed gone in the first <laughs> round. So be grateful that it's not there so you don't have to suffer that. You know. I might argue for some underdogs here. So our plan is we have eight foods. We're going to break them up just like, as many of you know, March Madness. So like a one seed versus an eight seed. Me and Blake are going to hash out um, to the final four. We're going to get to the final four. And then we are going to be posting on Instagram and Twitter the polls. So you guys, the morning people can decide what is the greatest all-time Thanksgiving food. And really, we just don't want to be held responsible if we choose the wrong one as the final. I mean, we would be right. Well, let me tell you, if I put together a list and we did a poll, 100% I would lose. And I and you want to know why? Because I'm better. No, because the Bushman family counts for like 14 votes, and they vote for you every time. Oh, family they first. They are so biased. Family first, man. You can't be getting mad I have at never, them for having good taste. I've never been able to steal a vote from the Bushman family. So anyone... <laughs> Of Blake's relatives that's listening, give me a vote one time. Come on. We we looked at the polls last week, and it wasn't even fair. His dad jokes weren't better than mine. They, they absolutely were. But you know what's going to happen this week? Your baby niece is getting my vote. Oh, yeah, right. She's voting for me. I mean, I don't even know what we're having votes for this week, but I'll win, whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> fair. So, Blake, what would be your number eight seed on the list? Let's actually go through them first. Do you want to read through all the options and then yeah. we'll do that? Yeah, we'll go through we'll go through all the options here so you guys know exactly what we're looking at. So, number one, we're having the classic pumpkin pie. Respect. We had that one sent in from a follower on Twitter. So, but obviously, no matter if it got sent in or not, you got to have pumpkin pie. Classic. Number two, stuffing. Number three, rolls. Four, light meat turkey. Then followed up by number five, dark meat turkey. Oh boy. Six is the classic mashed potatoes and gravy. Seven is jello. And then eight, we're just gonna classify all other fruit pies into one because there's apple pie, there's cherry pie. But it just got to a point where there's so many pies that it was having a pie bracket. So we we're just classifying all other fruit pie fruit pies into one seed by itself okay so what are you thinking right off the bat for the number eight seed what's your opinion oh the number eight seed for me is probably gonna have to be fruit pies fruit pies wow because i mean listen i love pie in general pie is probably my favorite personal part about thanksgiving but the problem is there's just so many good things in here i mean first of all i'll I'll get to it right now i don't know the difference between light meat and dark meat turkey have you ever had dry turkey like the that tastes terrible? No, because I overcooked we, dry turkey. That's light meat. Because my family, who gives my vote, who gives me votes, <laughs> knows how to cook a good turkey. So it's a nice. I'm not and moist. saying my family doesn't, <laughs> but there is light meat and dark meat to a turkey. The dark meat is going to be juicier. Ah, well, okay. So I'll give you the eight seed as fruit pies because personally, you know, they're good. Like I'll have a slice of cherry on Thanksgiving. I'm not saying I won't. But it's not going to be the one of the things I look forward to. Right, right. So we'll we'll stick with fruit pies in the eight seed. But I would vote for light meat turkey coming in at seven. Because, oh, that oh, is rude. You you would like dark meat better if you know what it is because it just tastes better. Oh. It's juicier. It's not dry. Oh, it's man. not going to like you know how it like takes all the 
like water out of your mouth it just ruins your day that's light meat turkey i'm gonna be me. honest i think i've never seen dark meat turkey because it's probably just the same as light meat turkey and nobody actually cares it, it is so not. the fact that you put light meat turkey that low just hurts me no the list you've never had a leftover turkey sandwich the let Yes, I have, and they're terrible. That's why the, the listeners are going to back me up here. All right. Light meat turkey at number seven. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'm going to follow that up with mashed potatoes and gravy at number six. Okay. I, that's that's low on the list. I, I personally probably would have put Jello in at number six, but we can agree on that. Oh, Jello's fantastic. Jello is good, but as long as there's not like a thick layer of whipped cream or carrots grated <laughs> into it. That makes it even better. Are no you kidding way. me? <laughs> so we have mashed potatoes as a six seed. I could see that as a potential underdog. Have you ever had like the garlic mashed potatoes with butter and Oh yeah, I mean mashed potatoes are great. Don't get me turkey wrong. Turkey gravy on there. Don't get oh, me wrong. Boy. The, the only reason mashed potatoes and gravy are so low is because everything else deserves to be so high. It's it's hard. It's kind of a a one a two a or one a two. Oh man, I'm having a hard time here. One a one b, go all the way down situation. I still don't know how. I don't know what kind of Jello they make in your family, but it's it fantastic. must be pretty good to be over mashed potatoes. Oh, it's no fan. It is absolutely the first thing gone. We fight over Jello. What the heck? You're definitely a basic Utah family. Then. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to put it in the five seed because I don't want to see it climb any higher. Because oh. this year, I promise you, I maybe you, I'll have a small square of jello, but it won't be big. You hurt me. You hurt me there. All right. Well, then, in that case, I'm going to follow up with dark meat turkey. Oh, okay. I agree. I'm I not, don't know what it is. So. Well, I'm not a huge turkey guy on Thanksgiving either. I'm not going to sit there and and uh, eat a whole drumstick, which is usually what I get left with. or. That's it's fantastic. Just, it's just, I know, it's good. It's really good. It's just too much, you know? So yeah. it's good. It's just a little overpowered. It's, it's not better than the, the things we have left. So this is tough. So the final three is going to be pumpkin between pumpkin pie, stuffing, and rolls, oh. which each each one is something my family exceeds in. Like, we're exceptional roll makers for sure. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> um, in the bird stuffing, there's nothing better. Out of the bird, a little dry. So we'll, we'll pretend this is in the bird stuffing. And then pumpkin pie, I, I don't see how it doesn't take the... The first seed, in my opinion, but uh, it's it's going to be a, a close call on all of these here. I'll go with stuffing in the oh, three slot. That I'll, was the one I was saving for the one seed. Hopefully, no way. Yeah, absolutely. No that way is painful to me. No stuffing takes the three. Um, you can eat some of it. It's basically just eating bread. Yeah, flavored bread. No, you want to know the thing about stuffing? Everybody thinks that they get tired after Thanksgiving because you know turkey's supposed to have whatever chemical or whatever it is in it that makes you tired that's absolutely false that is a bold-faced lie i think lie. that's scientifically proven nope it's wrong because <laughs> what it really is is the fact that you eat three bread loaves worth of stuffing <laughs> that's fair and you get weighed and down four rolls <laughs> and you eat rolls in there and slap a piece of pumpkin pie on top oh. that'll kill any man it made my mouth water thinking about it but yeah <laughs> i love a good thanksgiving nap too well in that case i'm I'll, i will take rolls as the number two yeah Beautiful, beautiful. So that leaves pumpkin pie, no surprise, as the number one seed. I mean, it's the classic Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving staple. You have to do it. I have been known in my family for eating multiple pumpkin pies in one day. I don't know what it is, but... Wait, multiple pies? Pies. Not slices. Plural, no. 
pies whole. I'm gonna be. I don't think my family makes more than one pumpkin. Really, you would not be welcome at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so I eat at least one on the day of, and my grandma, who's awesome, always makes me a separate extra one, sometimes two or like one and a half. Specifically for you. Yes. Jeez. Louise. And so I down that thing within the next day, and I am very content. That is bizarre. Some absolute one seed, no shock there. It's a great food. So that. Has That has an interesting first-round matchup. We're going to do a couple of these matchups here. And then, as we said, we'll let you guys vote on the rest, the final four. But the first, the the matchup, the one versus eight, pumpkin pie versus fruit pie. I, I don't think there's an argument for fruit no, pie. No, I mean, apple pie is great. You get a little, like a cinnamon sugar glaze on cinnamon. top. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic, but it doesn't scream thanksgiving to me for, for one sure. i think that's a factor that we have to include in here thanksgiving as a food thanksgivingness thing yeah, the, the the thanksgivingness factor <laughs> there's an equation where we put a lot of thought into this it uh, depends on how many pilgrims <laughs> per square mile is the thanksgivingness factor and so i don't think there's much debate there yeah. pumpkin pie we'll is pumpkin absolutely going to move on there so i think you might argue with me on this next one. Oh, good thing i put stuffing versus jello because We'll get rid of Jello, which I am absolutely fine with. <laughs> I think. Are, do you have any arguments is, for Jello? Is here? stuffing versus Jello? I thought stuffing was the two seven. It'll be the two seven matchup. I thought I have. Oh, no, I no, have no. light meat. Yeah, as... rolls versus light meat turkey. Okay. My bad. I was yeah. reading off the wrong list there. All right. I yeah. Rolls versus light meat. It's hard because I love good turkey meat, but just holding on to the fact that there's some still still some dark meat in there. Which I'm just, which you know exists. Which, which to myself is, I'm just counting all turkey meat as one at that no. point because rolls are going to have to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanksgiving without rolls would be terrible. That would be I mean, a shame. What's the best part of Thanksgiving to you? Just not the food, but just the. I mean, obviously it's going to be food, but well, I'm a Cowboys fan, so apart from the food and the pie, you know, watching the Cowboys get thrashed every Thanksgiving <laughs> with my family is always what a, a good wonderful tradition. what a wonderful tradition. No, <laughs> the best part of Thanksgiving to me doesn't come on Thanksgiving. Oh, it's it comes, the leftovers. It comes in the following days when you get a roll and you slap some of that light meat that it just knocked out. Okay, but. The light meat by itself wouldn't be nearly as good if you couldn't make a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. That is fair. So rolls, absolutely going to move on because they have to. They have get to. rid of the light meat. They make everything better. Gross. They make everything better. Ooh, a three-six matchup that's very intriguing. We have stuffing versus mashed potatoes, both covered in gravy. Oh, we're covering them both, both in, gravy. in gravy. Both, yeah. Man, I, aye, aye, aye. I, was, I was really hoping for some more upsets right now. I, I was really rooting for something. I could go mashed potatoes here, honestly. I could My not. Uncle Trent makes some really, really good mashed potatoes, so I could go mashed potatoes here. You're going to knock out stuffing, I would. I would love to. If you give me permission, oh, we'll knock out stuffing that, here in the first round. No, that hurts my soul. I don't think you've had good mashed potatoes. If, I don't if think you you've had st- good stuffing. I have had good stuffing. But you I hesitated. have had great potatoes. Oh, man. Well, you're comparing good stuffing to a great potato? That is... <laughs> well, I don't think you can I find mean, great stuffing. Oh, man, that's tough. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. You know what? One one game. Well, <laughs> this decides it. I'm going to lose here. I'm just going to... All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. No. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll give you mashed potatoes. They're, yes. They're good, en- they're good enough. We're through. We take that. Let's go. So. so we got mashed potatoes through as a six seed, a big upset there, fortunately, because I think people out there are going to enjoy the fact that 
potatoes one probably not the bushman family they'll probably just roast me and well for you or whatever yeah i mean here's the problem is mashed potatoes are always good like i don't know if you can make bad mashed potatoes i used to not like them but i've come recently come to the light (laughs) thank heavens um but you can have not great stuffing and so that's really what you know convinced me try putting celery in stuffing that is against the geneva convention actually (laughs) if if you put vegetables in things that don't need to have extra vegetables you should go to prison because you are forcing people to eat things that they don't want to eat because i'm gonna eat the stuffing that's that's out of the question i will absolutely eat that stuffing but it, I'm not going to enjoy it because you had to throw in the water chestnuts. Water chestnuts. <laughs> oh, no. That is another Thanksgiving thing. Why'd you have to bring that up? So, moving on to the four versus five matchup, we have dark meat turkey versus jello. In my, in my mind, this is a no doubter. We can't leave turkey off. That is why I strategically placed it against jello so we could get jello out of here. That is a travesty. The most devastating thing. You. I'm gonna bring you some Jello on oh. Thanksgiving from the. If it has whipped cream on it. No, and no berries it, it, on top. It doesn't oh, need gross. no. The berries are inside the Jello. They're not on top. They're within the the berries and the Jello become one. There's a un, a wedding, <laughs> a beautiful of, matrimony, a beautiful matrimony of fruit and Jello that cannot be matched. It is the first thing gone every at every Thanksgiving at my. But would you knock turkey out for it? I can't. Is that, the, I, I, I set can't. it up well. <laughs> Perfect. You are terrible, but I will live with that. So that is going to leave us in the next round with pumpkin pie versus dark turkey meat in the 1-4 matchup. And the 2-6 will be the rolls versus mashed potatoes. We will have those polls coming out Tuesday and Wednesday. So make sure... We'll have the those two polls on Tuesday and the final on Wednesday, correct? Correct, yes. And okay. so, so don't forget to vote for your favorite food and really don't let me down because... I'm just glad I can't get roasted either way this week because we <laughs> both participated in this discussion. Yeah, see... So I can't lose by 100%. This, this was Porter's grand scheme. I click on last week's poll and it's like Porter, 14%, Blake, rest of... You have got to like, have better oh jokes is what it comes down to. I do. So we're leaving this in the morning people's hands... To vote between pumpkin pie, dark meat turkey, rolls, potatoes, to determine the ultimate Thanksgiving food. And I'm really looking forward to what they have to say. Perfect. So that wraps up our Thanksgiving food morning rush or whatever we called it. We're going to start moving on to another segment that is called the PM and the AM travel segment. We are going to take you guys on a virtual listening trip. To some of the greatest places. Oh, I can't wait. Right after this quick message from Anchor. Okay, Blake, did you have any travel plans that were changed due to uh, the whole virus and situation that's going on? Well, I was going to go on a honeymoon cruise. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been. Sail on the seven seas. Yeah, so. Rocking well, the boat. I gotta, you know, we'll get back to that somewhere at some point, but. Same. I had a couple plans that were affected, and I know that all of our listeners and basically everyone did. So that's why we want to give you guys some good travel ideas on where to go after kind of this whole thing's wrapped up. We've looked across America um, for the most part. I don't know. Do you have any international sites? Uh, no, all of mine are in America. So what we've done is we've gone across America, found some of the greatest cities in America that probably aren't showcased enough as they deserve. So we're going to shed some light upon these cities. 
um, where they have kind of these famous exhibits or famous famous things for that. So I'll go ahead and get started um, with one that I, I'm extremely excited to visit. It's called Cornhenge. You ever heard of Stonehenge? I have heard of Storn- Stonehenge. This one's made of corn, so it's much better. Is it just a massive Stonehenge made out of corn? Yes. That's okay. So where do you think that would be? <clears throat> oh, well, where is there a lot of corn? Probably I'm going to have to go with... I'm imagining Kansas has a lot of corn. You're incorrect, so I'll give you some more information. So it says, Instead of a field filled with ripe golden corn, Cornhenge in blank is a collection of human-sized white corn statues commemorating a special farmer. Field of Corn was created by Professor of Sculpture Malcolm Cochran and celebrates the life and work of Sam France, who worked at blank university to create various species of corn. Did that give you any hints? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, def- I'm trying to think of, you know, the corn capital of the world, and I don't know why I didn't learn this in my world history. Or It's not even the corn capital class. of the world. It's just because that guy... The corn, created- of course. Yeah, no, the the art of the corn. Um, I have no clue. I'll throw out uh, Nebraska. Close. We're traveling to Dublin, Ohio. Oh, the That's professor actually worked for the Ohio State University. Okay. So, Cornhenge, I hope you'll tag along with me. We'll make a road trip to some of the rest of the destinations. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, that we'll, is a must-see. Come we'll, on. We'll do a full loop. You got to go to Cornhenge. <laughs> I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Stonehenge, so overdone. How many people have been there? Millions. Probably billions. I don't know. There's to see of... some rocks standing up? Come right. on. I mean, whoever created it, aliens, people a long time ago, I don't care what you think. But if it's made out of corn... That's way cool. Now cooler. we're talking. Exactly. That is way cool. And they probably have some nice, you know. Merch? Yeah, some on the cob <laughs> merch. <laughs> some corn souvenirs. That would be I, great. Uh, I visited Cornhenge bumper sticker. <laughs> That's what we need. That, that would be, that would be real good. That'd be, and hey, while we're on the way, we can visit the cow chip throwing capital of the world. I'm going to say North Dakota. You are incorrect. Dang, I thought I had it. <laughs> let me, let me tell you about it. It's because if you didn't grow up on a farm, all of our listeners out there, you probably are wondering, you know, what a cow chip is. It's not as delicious as it sounds. Cow meat, good. Chips, great. Cow chips, <laughs> totally different subject. Because, <laughs> you know, let's just put this simply, it is a dried cow poop. That's that's what it is. Yep. And if you've ever seen it, it takes the shape of a disc. You could frisbee it. And that is exactly what this oh, is. What? It is a frisbee throwing competition. Oh, okay. Every April in this place, they have the world's largest cow chip throwing competition where you throw it like a frisbee. Dang. And I absolutely want to go. I'm impressed. That'd be a good competition to be at. I think I, I don't know if I stand a chance, but that's one of those where you could say, you know, I've been to Cornhenge. I've been to the cow chip throwing <laughs> I've been rodeo. To the cow chip throwing. That would be, that's a must, that's another must do on my bucket list. Oh, what absolutely. we're doing here is creating bucket list items, and I like that. Of course. Do you have any other guesses where it might be before um, I make the reveal? I'm trying to think where there's a lot of cows. I think Iowa, maybe? You were, you were getting close there when yeah. you said a lot of cows. It's Oklahoma. Okay. In Beaver, Oklahoma, you Beaver, can find Oklahoma. Reaver cow chips. See, I, I feel like that's on the way to Ohio, so we should be fine. Yeah, if we make a loop, probably. Yeah, we'll be there. My next one. Is actually fairly close, so I'll give you that hint right off the bat. Okay. It's the Dog Bark Inn. So it's actually a giant bed and breakfast in the shape of a dog. That is incredible. And the, the thing Does that it you have know like a puppy petting zoo? Close. 
I'll get into the information falling. <laughs> Don't try and get more hints. Okay, out of okay, me. okay. I'm gonna guess that is in Idaho. You got it right. No, I did. Yes. Yes. The Dog Bark Inn in Cottonwood, Idaho. It's an acclaimed bed and breakfast that's in the a shape of a beagle. So you beagle lovers out there, got a good little place to take your doggy. Oh, they better have bagels for breakfast. Otherwise, that is a travesty. And they, they added a little joke to the end of the description. It's like, fire hydrant included. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that is a <laughs> great joke. That is that is great. You still haven't answered my question, though. Is there a, a puppy petting zoo? Not that I know of. That well, It's mainly the experience of staying inside of a house dog inside shape. of a dog that's why i said house shaped dog have you ever wanted to sleep inside of your dog <laughs> join us in idaho like man versus wild where bear grills kills a camel and he's sleeping in it gotta stay warm yeah somehow. <laughs> and then drinks his own pee right after i'll tell you what that guy is a should be a national hero the he's things that treasure. he's done yeah. the things he's done for our entertainment <laughs> so unnecessary yeah. but so great so great but speaking of entertainment there is probably only one more place, one place that's more entertaining than a cow chip throwing competition, than sleeping inside of a dog-shaped hotel, and that has, that is the snowshoe baseball games. Alaska. No. Let me give you some more information. You already, you already knocked your guess out of there. Dang. Because, you know, most most cities and towns will have their base, or their baseball teams, but in this certain place... They have snowshoe baseball teams, and it is exactly what that sounds like it is. They strap snowshoes on, and they play baseball. And apparently, it's actually done in the middle of summer. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah. that changes it. That does. And l- let it me doesn't just, change the fact that they're crazy, but it does change well, things a little bit. <laughs> let me give you one more piece of information. Because, okay, so what's the point of playing with snowshoes on? Is they put six to eight inches of sawdust oh, all over what? the field. And you played baseball. I did. <laughs> How would you feel about wearing snowshoes? I, thought, I guess at that point it should be called sawdust shoes. That's How do bizarre. you feel about wearing sawdust shoes while playing baseball? Because I don't apparently, feel good about it at all. I hate the feeling of sawdust. It makes me so dirty. Why would you ruin the perfect sport with sawdust and snowshoes? Here's the problem. is I, I mean, if I'm in person, I'll watch baseball. And it'll be great. Over TV, I don't know if I would watch baseball, but snowshoe baseball. <laughs> I do have to say, it's interesting. <laughs> there would be enough people tripping to catch my interest. So I'm going to have to guess the lowest IQ state I can think of, which would be Alabama. No snow there, but that's my guess. Um, no, all of our Alabama, Alabama listeners, we apologize. <laughs> um, but it is in Lake Tomahawk, Wisconsin. Ah, I was going to go Minnesota, but... You, know, you would have been close. I would have been closer. So that that's pretty good, like... Like I, I, I could see that happening. We could go play a game of snowshoe baseball. <laughs> I would be, I'd be interested. That'd be sensational. I would do it once. Like all these things, I'd want to do once. How well? Maybe with the exception of my last one. Oh boy, mashed potato wrestling. <laughs> That's way better than snowshoe, <laughs> than snowshoe baseball. <laughs> so where do you think mashed potato wrestling would happen? <laughs> mashed potato wrestling. Okay, well, it's in a place they wrestle and they have a ton of potatoes. Do you I, think I would go to Idaho twice? I was going to say, Idaho is known for its potatoes, but I don't know if you'd pull the double Idaho card uh, on me. That's risky. Uh, I'm going to go with Montana. Incorrect. Ow. So yes, in this blank town, they hold a yearly mashed potato wrestling event to commemorate Potato Day. So swap out the stereotypical version of people rolling around in the mud. Instead, it's some burly man tumbling in the taters. Oh, no. 
It's a oh state fair event in this state. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like the, the dirty dash? Yeah. You know, where they, is it that, just that? It but... should be the tater trot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the don't tater... tell me I don't have good jokes, Blake. I just killed you. <laughs> the tater trot. The tater come, trot. Come on down to. Swimming the potatoes, just doing the backstroke. <laughs> Matt, hey, all these, if that state listens to this, or they go onto our poll, mashed potatoes is going to kill it. Oh, They're, yeah. <laughs> the they trot. love their taters there. Holy cow. I don't think you're going to guess this. This is actually really tough. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with Georgia. Incorrect. Oh. South Dakota. I should have guessed. So you don't, you think there's nothing to do in South Dakota? <laughs> think again. <laughs> they had to make something so bizarre and interesting to get people to go there. And let me tell you, it would work. If I knew that <laughs> mashed potato wrestling was something I could have done years ago, I would have gone to South Dakota already. Imagine if we could get enough following and and go to all these events Paid by the amount of listens we got on the podcast and just oh, man. swimming in the taters, chucking cow turds, and documenting our whole trip. <laughs> Whether we can go or not, I absolutely want to have a mashed potato wrestling competition. That actually is like a... like you No, know, we, we should throw like a, a world festival day and then have a cow chip throwing competition, play some snowshoe baseball, sleep inside of a dog, and wrestle, have a dirty dash, a, a tater trot. Well, tell me why we live in a state that has nothing cool like that. I mean... I mean, we have enough cool things going on, some national parks and such, but yeah. Mash- we just don't go outside of the box. <laughs> mashed potato wrestling is on another level. I agree. I agree. That is some incredible stuff. Anyway, make sure you guys comment on our post, your favorite places, the places you want to visit. Hopefully in the future someday we'll be making it out to these places and experiencing them to the fullest as we complete our bucket lists. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Hope you guys can tune in next week. Hope you guys enjoyed. And we will see you later, morning people. Peace out.